0: Hello, Panther Nation, and welcome to Episode 6 of Stay Golden. This is your Athletic Director, Mr. Sillapina, bringing you a double dip of championship talk. This fall, PTHS welcomed two new teams to our championship family. A big congratulations goes out to the field hockey team for their back-to-back sectional titles and our boys' soccer team for securing their first-ever sectional championship. Today, we will be joined by both head coaches to give insight on that championship feeling. Hello, Coach Bannon, and welcome again to our Stay Golden podcast. Thanks for joining us. Well, here we are again. Let's start with the last question from the first time you were in the studio. Looking back now, what did it take to defend your sectional title?
1: I'd have to say motivation and desire. The girls worked so hard all season, as crazy as the season was. They worked really hard, and they really, day one, they knew they wanted it. So that was their end goal, their end game, and, they certainly did it.
0: So, you you talked about a crazy season. What was it like coaching in such a unique time? We had the the shortened off-season in the summer where we kind of started in middle in the middle of August. We had the delay of the season. You know, we had stops, restarts. What was it like coaching during this time?
1: I mean, it was very different, obviously. Every time either you called me or emailed me, I was wondering if we were getting shut down or if we were getting pushed back or what was changing. It was actually nice starting in September, though, because it wasn't like disgustingly hot. So we got a lot more done than we normally do during preseason. But um, like I said, you never we never knew like when things were going to change or if things were going to get canceled. So we just we took every game as it could have been our last. So they went and just played their hearts out every game.
0: So um, we're going to fast forward through the season. You had a a very, very successful regular season. But as the playoffs were starting, um, you actually suffered your first loss of the year right at the end of the uh, regular season versus Mountain Lakes. So how did you use that to jumpstart the momentum necessary to get to the finals?
1: As strange as it is to say, I think we needed it. I think we needed to lose a game to kind of bring us down a notch because we were very settled. We were too comfortable. We just kind of were going into every game thinking, oh, we're just going to win this one too. And we didn't, and I think it gave us like the oomph we needed to win from there on out.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, it, it was the third time you played Mountain Lakes yeah. during the regular season. So, you know, we we talked about the craziness and the unique time. Your your schedule in your pod, because there, there aren't a lot of field hockey teams out there. So in your pod... We had to play teams two and three times, and then we talk about getting into the playoffs. Sure enough, our first-round opponent, Mountain, Mountain Lakes. Lakes. Here we go again, round four. So, you know, we, we were able to take it to them, and it was great, and, you know, we with that second-round win was absolutely fantastic, and, and we had that feeling all over again. Here we go, you know, going back to the finals. So tell our listeners out there about the finals versus Belvedere.
1: Well, making to the finals is exciting to begin with, but we always have, like, we kind of always want to get redemption against Belvedere, even though we beat them last year. Two years ago, we traveled, like, an hour and a half to get there. They beat us in with, like, a an awful goal. It was just a bad game. And this particular group of seniors have always wanted to get them back, so I think for them to beat them two years in a row in the same, like, situation. Obviously, Boone was the finals last year, but... It was Belvedere in the semis last year, so they uh, to get them again, it was big. The kids were excited.
0: That's great. So let's talk about your team. Obviously, they're historically great at PTHS. What are you going to miss most about them?
1: This is a very good group of seniors. I mean, they're all athletic, but they're a nice group of kids. They're all friends. They all get along. So the camaraderie on the field and like on and off the field is great. And they just bring a lot to the table. Like, they're fun kids. They're a good group. The, I know we just found out this they won 50 games in their four years that they've been here. And a lot of them have seen a lot of varsity time since they were freshmen. So it's it's a nice group, but I'm going to miss them.
0: That's awesome. And they are a special group. And just, you know, I, I know we this is the second time we're, we're getting a chance to talk about, you know, being a defending champ. And now how are you going to defend your title? And then now we see you all these months later you've defended that title and you know you had what it it takes and and that was really awesome to see the kids in the hallways every day just getting excited about it and then you know we did have that shutdown toward the end of the season where the kids all ended up going remote um, but they still found a way they found a way to stay together and to get the job done so I just want to say thank you coach and congratulations again on your back-to-back sectional titles. And like I mentioned before, this group will certainly go down as one of the best teams in the history of PTHS, and we've had some tremendous teams here uh, in the past. So from one championship head coach to another, as we say see you later to Coach Bannon, in a moment we'll have to welcome Coach Zumo of the boys' soccer team in studio. Coach Zumo, welcome to the Stay Golden podcast. Can you give our listeners an inside look? Of what the vibe was like on a daily basis with your boys' soccer team leading up to the state playoffs.
2: Um, in that last like week or two of the season, uh, we were playing really, you know, soccer really well. Um, we had two of our bigger games: a uh, game against Butin and against Dover. At the time, we were in first place; Butin was in second place. Um, we were able to get a one-nothing victory over them. Uh, we moved into Dover and got a great comfort behind win as they took over second place as we beat Bootin and we stayed in first place, and then beat them to secure first place for ourselves. Um, that was coming off of a loss and a tie, so it was kind of great that we kind of refocused, got back to detail, higher energy at practice, attention to detail on the smaller things, and uh, you know, we really started to like, kind of play nice soccer again.
0: So having all this talent come back from last year's team, I know we, we made it to the section semifinals and lost in a shootout to Jefferson Township High School, but we had a lot of talent returning, and uh, we had such a unique offseason with the, uh, the COVID shutdown and everything. So you actually had to be really creative uh, with your workouts. But, uh, you know, it, it was nice to see you put that all together during the regular season. But toward the end of the regular season, we actually had a two-week shutdown for the boys' soccer team. What did the boys do in that two-week period in order to stay sharp?
2: Uh, we actually lucked out with the timing of the shutdown. We were able to get that Dover game in that helped us win the league and it was early enough that when we came back we were going to be able to get our last regular season of the year in a game of the year in, and it would give us a couple practices going into the state tournament um because this summer was so different and we weren't really sure how to effectively run practices we came up with a seven-week program of you know different ball skills running programs and skill sets they could practice on their own Um, Because we thought we might be able to get more out of them than the phases with phase one not being able to touch a ball and just You know a lot of running there. So it worked out in our favor during those times The kids were sending me runs and we kind of took some of those weeks of that seven-week program and kind of just put different like Training routines that they can do by themselves um, during that quarantine
0: So as the regular season was coming to an end you were obviously in the playoffs, you were seated, ready to go, but due to some unforeseen circumstances, it looked like your season was coming to an end. Uh, What were the emotions like from that Saturday of the opening round of the playoffs until the following Monday when we were actually allowed to play?
2: So we got that practice in, that last practice, and I extended it. You know, Um, it was great because we were really having a good practice. I thought we looked excellent. We were really playing, you know just beautiful soccer at the time. And, um, you know, I was hoping to get into that tournament. And then when we got the news, I happened to be in the middle of a film session with uh, the players. So we went to just uh, cancel the share screen so I could see their faces and kind of told them to their faces. And that was probably one of the harder things I've done as a coach, Um, just to see like the look on their faces, just the sadness, the frustration, just they couldn't believe, like disbelief really um that we go through those two days of just its like almost like they were like morning you know they kept messaging me i know they were upset Um, but we started to see some games get moved and it was a play on date not a play by date Um, so we thought we really had no chance and then to you know come back to that monday morning when we found out that we were going to be back in it really was the best thing possible Uh, i got to message my two captains and see their faces like a, we did like a video conference real quick so could, they could get the word out and um you know it was like telling a kid they got their the best gift possible for like their birthday or christmas uh you know they just pretty much we're just screaming and jumping up and down
0: <laughs> so that's great you're now you're in the playoffs take us through a brief recap of all of your playoff games
2: uh i mean it was so nice of lenape valley agreeing to play us um, we really lucked out, um, but, you know, I kind of had this deal with your calling the state constantly to get us back in, and then they actually, once the state said that we could play, we still had to get the okay from Lenny to play us. And uh, luckily they were great about it. They said, yeah, the game needs to be played, like let's play. And uh, you know, we go into that first game and I definitely felt bad for them though, because we were just like a caged animal on a mission. Um, you know, they, they kind of set the tone. Uh, Luciano Linetta had a great quote before the game. He asked if he could say something, and he's not a captain, and you know he normally doesn't say anything before games. But he said, "You remember the feeling that we had when Zumo told us the season was over? I don't want to feel that again until there's a ring on my finger. Let's go!" And they just, they just went at it. I mean, they scored four goals in about 25 minutes. You know, four nothing was feeling great. Um, that was a great game because everyone got to play in that game. <laughs> Um, which doesn't happen in state games often, especially in state wins, um, and, and play meaningful minutes. It was a game finished at four to two. It was a six o'clock game, and we knew we had a tight turnaround as we were gonna be playing Lakeland. They had already advanced um, at two o'clock the next day, so that's less than 20 hours later. You know, we're back on the field getting after you know, the four seed, and we're the five seed, so we're going to Lakeland. We knew this was gonna be a tough challenge. Um, we were able to win that game on a PK shootout. We tied 1-1. Uh, Nick Klein had a great goal where he just kind of took on the whole team, it seemed like. Uh, and then, fortunately, we gave a goal in the second half, but I thought we really had the better play the whole game. And then we kind of finished the job in the PKs with all of our guys making their kicks and Michael Majira making a great save. Uh, even Damian uh, was the last kick, and he kind of slipped, but it was just our day. It still went into the net side netting, even though it was slower than possible.
0: Can you talk to me briefly about the sportsmanship your goaltender was showing during the PKs as well.
2: So we talked before the game that we knew that it was a freshman keeper and we needed to challenge him. And he was definitely good, but you know, it's still, it's a different environment for a team that went to a section semifinal and was one minute away from going to the finals last year before a late goal, and you know, a freshman that's never played in a state tournament before. So we knew we had that mental advantage and to be in a PK shootout is tough on the goalies. You know, your job is to not save anything. You just gotta hope a kid misses or you guess right and you make one big save. Everyone else should be making their kicks, that's the point. And Michael, as ever, after, in between each kicks, was giving the kid a high five. Um, and then at the end, you know, he celebrated, but at the same time he also went over to their keeper and just like, and I heard him say this, he said, I've done this a few times now and it never gets easier. You know, but you did great. You guessed right almost every time. You really did amazing, and you know, you'll you'll be this will help you going forward. You still got three more years. You're going to do fine, uh, which I thought was really mature for a junior, you know, to do.
0: So then that that big win leads us into Hackettstown, yes. the the windiest of all days. A tale <laughs> of two halves. Talk to, talk us through that one.
2: Um, the funny thing is that Carbone, our captain was terrible at coin tosses all year. He pretty much never won them ever. And um, he finally won a coin toss that day. And we knew the way the sun was setting. It's weird. I th- you know, usually sun seemed to set, like, over the sidelines of football fields. But this one seemed to be going down behind a goal. Uh, just, I don't know, it was the time of the day, time of the year, however it worked. But we won the side so that the, we'd be going into the wind and had the sun in our eyes the first half. And then the second half, we kind of had the wind at our back and, and the sun in the keeper's eyes. And, um, to get through the first half was big. We knew that it was an accomplishment just to not give up a goal, Like that's winning the half to us, whether we scored or not, we didn't give up a goal. You know, to get through the wind and to get through the sun was, you know, huge. And, and we did, you know, our defense played great. Uh, Gavin Margaret, there was a net for the first half, played an excellent half. Now we had a couple chances, but just couldn't manufacture everything. And then we move into the second half. You know, this is a team that's averaging three goals a game. I think gave up six goals the whole season up until that point, or five goals that whole season up until that point. Um, you know, so we knew we made our couple adjustments we had to formationally. We had a good chance. And that's just what happened is, you know, the second half, it just seemed to, you know, really control the game and uh, finally buried one to take a one nothing lead.
0: It was super exciting. It was great to see you guys uh... – get over the hump, so to speak, and, and get yourself into that section final. So finally, coach, bring us to the day that you found out that your team would not be playing in that section final uh, due to, again, unforeseen circumstances. And what was the overall mood of the players and the coaches that day?
2: Oh man, uh, it's, It had been such a wild week with just the ups and downs of emotions. <laughs> Um, I don't handle those things well as a coach. And I stress a ton. As a player, it was very calm and cool. As a coach, I'm like a mess. So uh, to hear that we were not going to be able to play in the championship game that would be co-champs, I was almost like relieved. Okay, I don't have to stress for the next you know 36 <laughs> hours uh, uncontrollably. But at the same time, I felt so sad for my players. You know, we had played Dover twice in the year already. That's who we were going to match up against in the full, uh, final. Uh, we were going to actually host. A state sectional final. Um, I had I had been a part of seven sectional final games so far. Going into this one, we had never hosted anyone of the games that I had been a part of. We only won one uh, my first year of teaching and coaching with basketball. So I was definitely excited for the opportunity and to have also played a team twice and beat them. But at the same time, it was just excellent to get that win and. To finally make it into the finals was just such a big thing. You know, being there three times already and just not making it. So uh, it's pretty awesome. Sad for the players to not get the play, but pretty awesome that they finally made it that far. Because most of the kids were back from last year's team. too.
0: So they, they were able to see it through um, as much as they possibly could. And, and I think you expressed it correctly that it was such a wild season and even crazier week uh, at the end of the season there. Um, but I also saw a sense of maturity when Mr. Hazler and I went out to the field that day because um, we always try to be as transparent as we possibly can with all of our students and athletes and, and when we went out to the soccer field that day to talk to you and the team to let you know give you that timeline of what had happened exactly in in what order and what it all means your team really did uh, show a, a true sense of maturity at that time and I think Joey was the one who stood up and said, you know, it it doesn't matter if it were us in the finals or if it were Lenape in the finals or Hackettstown, this was going to happen anyway. So we enjoyed the ride up until this point. There's nothing more we could have done. So I just want to uh, congratulate you again, Coach Zumo, on a historic season. Uh, This team will be remembered forever as the first boys soccer team to bring home a sectional championship. That brings us to the end of our podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to both of our championship coaches. Until next time, this is Mr. Celepina saying thank you for listening, and remember to keep those claws sharp and always stay golden. For all the latest news and updates, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AthleticsPTHS.